Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is the podcast where we are studying the Bible. We're working our way through the Gospel of John. Today is episode 111. We're looking at John chapter 7, verses 1 through 9. Let's read the passage together. After this, Jesus traveled in Galilee, since he did not want to travel in Judea, because the Jews were trying to kill him. The Jewish festival of shelters was near. So his brothers said to him, Leave here and go to Judea so that your disciples can see your works that you are doing. For no one does anything in secret while he's seeking public recognition. If you do these things, show yourself to the world. For not even his brothers believed in him. Jesus told them, My time has not yet arrived, but your time is always at hand. The world cannot hate you, but it does hate me because I testify about it, that its works are evil. Go up to the festival yourselves. I'm not going up to the festival because my time has not yet fully come. After he had said these things, he stayed in Galilee. Okay, it says after this. So John just uses that as a transition. Remember, John's not really given a chronological, detailed account of things. He's looking more topical, the idea of Jesus revealing himself and that the reason we should believe that he is the Messiah. But this does follow the events of John chapter 6, where Jesus fed the 5,000, traveled over to Capernaum, and then many people left him because he was saying hard things like, eat my flesh and drink this blood. So Jesus travels around Galilee. Capernaum was in Galilee. That's where we had the feeding of the 5,000. Apparently he's staying there in the area of Galilee because down in Judea, particularly Jerusalem, the Jewish leaders are trying to kill him. We saw that back in uh, chapter 5, specifically uh, verse 18 says they were trying all the harder to kill him now. This was because Jesus, the last time he was down in Jerusalem, healed the disabled man who had been by the pool waiting for the angel to stir the water, healed him on the Sabbath. And then in their challenging him about the working on the Sabbath, you can't heal somebody on the Sabbath, that's work. Jesus said, well, my father works on the Sabbath, so I work on the Sabbath. And the uh, making God out to be his personal father really got them mad. That's then why they're trying to kill him. So Jesus is uh, staying up in the area of Galilee for now. But it says that in verse 2, the Jewish festival of shelters was near. This particular translation says shelters, but we see it the Festival of Booths, the Festival of Tabernacles, the uh, Festival of Shelters. All these are, the the object is little tents. And this comes from Leviticus 23. This is one of the festivals that God had given the Israelites to, to celebrate. If we read in Leviticus 23, starting in verse 42, God says, You are to celebrate the Lord's festival on the 15th day of the seventh month for seven days, after you have gathered the produce of the land, there will be a complete rest on the first day and complete rest on the eighth day. On the first day, you are to take the produce of majestic trees, palm fronds, boughs of leafy trees, and willows of the brook, and rejoice before the Lord your God for seven days. You are to celebrate it as a festival to the Lord seven days each year. It is a permanent statue for you throughout your generations. Celebrate it in the seventh month. You're to live in shelters for seven days. All the native-born of Israel must live in shelters so that your generations 
may know that I made the Israelites live in shelters when I brought them out of the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. So shelters. Basically, you make a little tent with tree branches, and, and you have to live in this little tent for seven days. And the point is to remember how God led the people out of Egypt, that during their time in the wilderness, they lived in little ramshackle shelters, and that's how they lived, and, and God took care of them. So that's the primary meeting, but it's also a celebration of the harvest. This is all to take place after the first harvest. So sometimes it's called the, uh, the Feast of the Ingathering, that is, the, the harvest. So that's approaching, and this is one of the times when most people go down to Jerusalem to celebrate the festival. So verse 3, so his brothers said to him, well, let's pause here a minute, who are Jesus' brothers? And are these actual flesh and blood brothers, or is this just uh, often we see in the Bible where we talk about brothers and sisters? Well, these are, these are actual brothers because he's distinguishing them from disciples. We'll see later in the verse. We know Jesus had brothers and sisters in uh, Matthew 13, verses 54, 56. It says, He went to his hometown and began to teach them in their synagogue. So that they were astonished and said, Where did this man get his wisdom? and these miraculous powers. Isn't this the carpenter's son? Isn't his mother called Mary, and his brothers James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas? And his sisters, aren't they all with us? So where does he get all these things? So there in Matthew, we see him reciting who his brothers and sisters are. They don't mention the sisters by name, but Jesus had brothers and sisters. We were told that uh, Mary was found pregnant by Joseph, told by the angel that it was a, a, a God thing, so do not divorce her. And said they did not have normal sexual relations until after Jesus was born. The implication was they did, and she had other children. So Jesus' brothers say to him, Leave here and go to Judea so your disciples can see your works that you are doing. There's some missing information here that would like to, to get a better picture. Are any of Jesus' disciples with him right now? We don't know. He doesn't mention it. And the thing about the disciples, is this a reference to what happened in the last chapter when because of Jesus' hard teachings of the, in Capernaum, so many people left him, everyone except the twelve? They say, if you go down to Judea now, maybe you could do some miracles and get all those followers that you lost back. Not sure, but obviously the, his brothers recognize that he can do miracles and encouraging him to go on down to Jerusalem so that others can see the things he does. Number four, four, for no one does anything in secret while he's seeking public recognition. If you do these things, show yourself to the world. Where's well, assumption there that he's seeking public recognition? And that's where they don't understand Jesus' mission. Because Jesus' mission is not to get public recognition. Jesus' mission is to die on a cross and be the Savior of the world. But he is showing himself to be the Messiah along the way. Not to the, for the point of public recognition but to validate who he is and what his relationship is with the Father. So they're encouraging him, go down, go down to Jerusalem, the big city. You want to get a following? That's the place to go. Get down there during the festival 
do some miracles, you'll have them eating out of your hand, and you can really make it big then. Verse 5 kind of tells all, for not even his brothers believed in him. In fact, this sounds much like the temptations that Satan brings forth in Matthew 4 and Luke 4, where Satan uh, tries to get Jesus to do something in a spectacular way, in a very public way. And Jesus says, that's not what I'm about. His brothers are urging him, go down to Jerusalem, go down to the festival, do some miracles, and you can draw a big crowd. They don't get it. Show yourself to the world. If you're seeking public recognition, you got to show yourself. Verse 6, Jesus told them, my time has not yet arrived, but your time is always at hand. That's kind of a curious saying. We understand my, my time has not yet arrived. It's not time. I, when I go to Jerusalem at the right time, I will be arrested. I will be crucified. I will be executed, but only when it's the right time. He says, but your time is always at hand. What does that mean? I think he means the time for you to believe, because the, the previous verse is, they didn't believe. Now, what did they believe? They obviously believed he could do miracles. They had seen that. How many miracles had Jesus done as they grew up? Don't know. But they knew Jesus was a miracle worker. And if you wanted to be a well-known miracle worker, you need to go down to Jerusalem at the festival. So when he says, your time is always at hand, I, I think he means the time to believe is always appropriate. Now would be a good time for you to believe because your time is always at hand. It's not time for me to do my thing yet. And he continues in verse 7, the world cannot hate you, but it does hate me because I testify about it, that its works are evil. So they said, show yourself to the world. And now he's using world in, in a different sense. Uh, remember, John uses world in, in three different ways. One is, is, is the created universe. One is the people of the world. And, and the other is the, the systems of the world. That is the evil systems that oppose the things of God. And that's how he's using it here. This definition of the world is what hates him. The evil systems of the world. It says it cannot hate you. Well, people can hate you, but the world at large doesn't hate individual people, you and me. Uh, the, the world at large, the systems of the world, what they hate are the things of God. They hate God, and by extension, the Son of God. Verse 8, he says, go up to the festival yourselves. I'm not going up to this festival because my time has not yet fully come. So he tells them, you know, you guys going down to the festival, you, you go, go have a good time, enjoy the festival. It's not my time yet. After he said these things, he stayed in Galilee. Well, we're going to see he actually does go to the festival, but he does it on his own timing, on his own agenda, and, and keeps a low profile while he does it, uh, not in a way his brothers want him to do it, to go down and be very showy in order to attract a crowd. Well, none of us have this mission that Jesus had, but we all do have assignments from God. And the challenge is, will we do them and not be uh, led astray by what other people are telling us about um, how we ought to be doing things to do it right in the, with the eyes of the world? We have a mission from God. The mission is to 
take the, the gospel of Jesus Christ to the lost people around us, to serve the Lord, to grow in our relationship with God, and to, to live as his people. And, and that is his mission for us. And often we do get conflicting statements from unbelievers of what we really should be doing. But what we must do is listen to God. Well, thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through the Gospel of John.